Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my latest podcast episode, I update you on the quarterly performance of the CPG portfolio that owns both Premier Protein and Dimatize, while also commenting on if their newest product innovations are enough. Before we get started, I would love if you took 52 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Will the recent Premier Protein and Dimatized Nutrition product innovations be enough, or is it time for Bellring Brands to go M&A hunting in 2023? So I'll get to that introductory question a bit later in the content, but on February 6th of 2023, Bellring Brands updated the public markets by releasing its 2023 first quarter earnings report that covers the period ending December 31st of 2022. I'll be utilizing that financial information along with the earnings call commentary and any kind of relevant publicly disclosed news to obviously update you on the recent performance of those brands in that portfolio, but also I'll use it as a backdrop to discuss market insights around the active nutrition formats of liquids, powders, and bars. Now, that being said, let's start at some of those revenue numbers. Net sales for Bellring brands this quarter was $362.7 million. That was up 18.3% year over year, which was comprised of a positive 15.4% in pricing and 2.9% increase in volume. If we're looking at a quarter-over-quarter quarter perspective, Bellring Brands saw its revenue decline 4.4%. Looking at the sales by brand, Premier Protein had net sales that were up 22.9% year-over-year. This was coming from a substantial pricing increase, but also the brand saw volumes that were up 4.9% year-over-year. If we could just kind of isolate the Premier Protein RTDs, that product category for the brand had net sales that were up 21.8% year-over-year, again from strong price increases, but the RTDs also had volumes that were up 5.1%. Now looking at Dimatized Nutrition, that brand had net sales that were up 2.5% year-over-year. This was driven by a 21.5% improvement in price which was partially offset by a 19% decrease in volume. That sharp volume contraction was driven by lapping some discontinued products and then also shifts in quarterly shipment timing within the international and specialty sales channels. Bellring Brands has also mostly hidden the quarterly performance of the other category, aka the Power Bar brand at this point, mostly because these sales have become immaterial to the portfolio. Now I want to shift this content into two deep dives. I'll start with the Premier Protein RTD shakes before moving on to the Dimatize Protein powders. Overall, the RTD liquid subcategory of convenient nutrition has shown extremely strong growth during the pandemic era compared to the historical rates. This effect did start to fade from April to September of 2022 but has now roared back at the end of 2022 and into 2023 to about three to four times the historical average in that subcategory. While the brand has faced an episodic combination of capacity constraints, strong comparatives, little to no trade promotions, and a voluntary product recall, Premier Protein has been able to overcome each at the highest level. 
the club channel, which is by far the biggest sales channel for Premier Protein RTDs, was up 13.8% year over year. The brand's second and third biggest sales channels of mass retail and grocery were up an even more impressive 33.3% and 29% year over year, respectively. The only non-growth sales channel for Premier Protein this quarter was e-commerce. That's down high single digits year over year on both a quarterly and an annual basis. Overall, the consumption trends for both tracked and untracked channels for Premier Protein RTDs was up 15.1% year over year, which was a huge quarterly rebound from last quarter that helped flip the last 52-week consumption trend from slightly down last quarter to slightly up this year. Shipments were again stronger as production capacity constraints lessened, and the brand said they should have most retailers back to normalized inventory levels in the coming weeks, though internal inventory will still be tight into early 2024. Household penetration for the entire Premier Protein brand is at 13.9%, which has fallen from its high in the calendar year of 2021. This softening of the brand's household penetration could be stemming from deal-seeking buyers temporarily exiting due to a lack of promotions. Premier Protein does still lead the category in household penetration. Premier Protein's market share fell a bit from last quarter, reaching 17.7% of the total RTD liquids category of convenient nutrition. With the full range of flavors and the promotional activity returning soon, we should see that market share climb back up. And then just a quick note on a different Premier Protein format, the powder SKUs are growing 64% year over year, gaining distribution, and the brand just launched a national marketing campaign for them. That's really a good transition to now shifting the content towards the Dimatized Nutrition Protein Powders. The brand has seen huge consumption gains across almost all sales channels over the last 13 weeks and is now the top-selling or second-ranked sports protein brand in most of its key retailers. Mass retail is up 100%. Grocery is up 115%, specialty is up 20%, and e-commerce is up 32%. The only blemish is coming from the club channel. What happened was a wholesale club partner pushed back on price increases and then subsequently dropped the brand, but then changed their mind as all protein powder brands had to increase prices. Diamondize was the number one item in that club account set for powder, so it was a temporary discontinuation that is now remedied. Overall, even though the brand was facing some very strong comparable numbers from throughout calendar year 2021, total dollar consumption sales of diamondizing tracked and untracked channels still grew this quarter at an impressive 29.9% and 29.7% for the last 52 weeks. Powders are becoming more mainstream and category proliferation has created an environment where more consumers are purchasing performance nutrition position products at grocery stores and mass retailers. This is a central reason why total distribution points in all commodity volume percentage for diamond ties are at all-time highs for the brand, even with inflationary price actions. Let's shift into a quick Bellring Brands operational update. Firstly, the gross profit margin in the quarter was 33.6% of net sales, which was up a strong 350 basis points year over year. This year over year kind of positive spike in gross margins can be attributed to substantial pricing actions to offset significant inflation. 
It's important to note that Bellring Brands also saw margin improvement sequentially at 130 basis points quarter over quarter. Now, I want to shift into what I was mentioning in that introductory kind of statement or question. Both Bellring Brands portfolio companies have been launching new products, but I want to start off by resharing some comments that I made in May of 2021. I think Bellring Brands overall has done a lot of like blocking and tackling basic innovation, doing a ton of flavor variants. They've had success there. You look at maybe some of the size variants that's done extremely well in the mass channel. And they've also done some different line extensions, but that can only get you so far. You're going to have to look at different use occasions. Maybe you're going to have to look at some opportunities to maybe you're outside of the core offerings right now. And leadership at Bellring Brands has kind of a tip their hat or alluded to maybe what they're thinking about with what they're calling a very interesting product launch that they're hoping to get out before the end of the year. And this is gonna be a new use occasion. I would guess it's gonna be something around the post afternoon type of consumption, something maybe around sleep. We have now moved on from that kind of blocking and tackling phase of innovation at Premier Protein, mostly because the before mentioned supply constraints had the brand focused on keeping the core flavors and package sizes in stock. Now I made a prediction about the kind of nighttime occasion, which was half correct. Why was it only kind of half correct? Well, Premier Protein didn't launch it in early 2022, but January of 2023. Again, the delay is likely due to the supply chain chaos that every functional CPG brand has been dealing with for the last you know, year or so. Premier Protein Good Night Nutrition Shakes and then its hot cocoa mix is a great concept and is aligned with a huge trend within the wellness movement. As of right now, the Premier Protein Goodnight products are only available online at Amazon and Walmart as a test and as kind of some early indications they're doing quite well. That's not the only major product innovation that Premier Protein launched this quarter. Two years after launching its Premier Protein High Protein Cereal, the brand has launched frozen pancakes. Should any of us really be surprised that a brand owned for many years by Post Holdings continues to innovate around the breakfast occasion? Here's what I like about this new product development. Bellring Brands went the frozen route instead of another like pancake mixture. I think the protein loaded items are currently flourishing in freezers. Now, anything frozen is really tough, but it's that sales and distribution difficulty that I think gives the billion dollar brand less market competition. So if anybody can pull this off, it would be Premier Protein. Also, Bellring Brands isn't doing all the heavy lifting on this product as the frozen pancakes are a collaboration with a, another contract manufacturer, Day Waffle Bakers. Now shifting to the innovation happening at Dimatize Nutrition, I want to again go back to an earlier piece of content from two years ago in February of 2021. If we look at what Bellring Brands portfolio could look like in 2025, I really think it sets up like this. You have Premier Protein, that's still the biggest brand in their portfolio. I think that's gonna be about a $2 billion brand in 2025. I think at that point, then you do have two M&A acquisitions that they're going to kind of slot into there. I think the first one would be somewhere around that $500 million range in revenue. That's going to be of a plant-based type brand. And then I think you're going to have a second brand that's going to be somewhere around that $300, $350 million brand. I think that's probably going to be a food better for you or functional food that maybe has the opportunity to come a platform brand similar to Premier Protein, but that has more of a niche 
kind of customer base. They could also go after somebody that has like a breakfast kind of occasion leaning portfolio of products. Maybe even something like a Kodiak Cakes could work out for them there. I think breakfast really makes sense because their owner still Post Holdings has a really strong understanding of the breakfast occasion. But that also means that Post Holdings would have to give up that acquisition for themselves. They might be greedy. They might want that one for themselves. And then I think the fourth biggest brand in that portfolio will be Diamondized Nutrition in 2025, which will be around that $200 million revenue range. Two things that you hear from that clip. First, I stated how important the breakfast occasion would be to Bellring Brands. And then also, I talked about the importance of plant-based protein. Now, secondly, this new product, Diamondized Plant, is in my mind, putting lipstick on a pig in terms of how deep I think Bellring Brands need to go within the plant-based protein market. That being said, the last two years of sharp growth at Dimatize actually pushed the brand past $200 million already, well before my 2025 prediction. This will allow Bellring Brands to think about M&A as a nice-to-have in the short term instead of a must-have, but I still think long-term Bellring Brands needs to go M&A hunting. We'll see if that's accelerated in 2023, though, as the recessionary economic situation likely creates better valuations for M&A targets. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 